0: Um hey greetings everybody. Uh this is Wesley Pepper. This is the Art let Your Podcast. This is episode 120. Um yeah, to all my newer listeners, man, much love, much love. Um if you are new to this channel, smash that like and subscribe button down there at the bottom, and, and um, yeah, I help this podcast grow. It's good to see that YouTube started to suggest the the video to and- the podcast to to different people so that's dope. So I don't know if I was thank YouTube for that, but I won't. Like I did already, <laughs> I don't know. Um but like yeah much love to everybody and uh, if you're listening to this this episode and you haven't subscribed, please do. Uh my that that's that'll just go a long way and all of that shit that um, regarding that. And um, you know much love to uh Uncle Asal Kebola and I know probably listening to this video probably is listening uh, to this episode. And um, yeah, remember that uh, we're recording uh, African Genius Podcast, which is um, also available on this, that um, part of that podcast series is also available on this channel. Check that out as well. Um, there's some really dope-ass content there, man, so have a look at that. And um, just before I get into my guest, just my last guest guest, uh, my staff, the Arts and Ives, if you missed it, they've got a show coming. up. Fuck, I should have written it down. It's in the twenty Okay, I will last week the other thing. I should, have, I should have written it down. But it's in, but it's this month. They have a show in Westbury. An art exhibition in Westbury. Uh, the 20-something of this month. I should have, I should have written it down. Um, and, um, yeah, but but check it out, man. Like, we had a, we had a hell of a time recording last week. And um, I really felt the energy, man. And I thought... Um, yeah, the concept was just was just really fire. So yeah, check that out. <laughs> and then, yeah, the dance, uh, so. Regarding today's guest, uh, I'm talking to Rato Ichaba from Zulope. So He's he's an artist. He's an artist, musician, writer, so forth, and so forth. Um, and he does a bunch of cool stuff. man. so whether we're be talking music, arts, um just um, jam sessions. I know like um, there are to be this um, a similar type of setup what we, what we did with the green hour session doing with the green hour session we sort of jam in your backyard. I've noticed it's a real vibe that picking up actually across the country which is dope. So we're talking a little bit about that, about his music, about who he is um, and a little bit of everything. So my king, welcome. Um, okay. How are you?
1: Yeah. How's it everyone? Hey. Good to be here. How's it Wes?
0: Um, yeah, man. <laughs> it's um, we're now yeah. it's the uh, no, eleventh of uh, of um, August, and I reckon if you're a creative person, you yeah, know, so far, I think, like you know, big up to you. So I think I'm just surviving. Not surviving. I'm doing okay, but 2023 is a motherfucker. So um, but, yeah, yeah,
1: it's been crazy. Uh, it's been a crazy year, you know.
0: We won't go into all of that nonsense, at least not right now. Yeah, so my brother, let's yeah, start yeah. off right on top then for um for mm-hmm. my um listeners who don't know you or know how you uh I'm just a little bit about yourself. Uh what type you of know, music, um uh, I mean, you know, what type of music, what type of archery and so forth, and we'll just we'll take it from there.
1: Oh yeah. Uh as you okay know by now, I'm Lerato, Dichaba, all the way from Johannesburg. I'm a self-taught guitarist. I'm a music producer. I'm a conceptualist. So I'm very much uh, active in different disciplines of arts, you know. So that's what I am in a nutshell, you know. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, so I mean, um, let's start off with the, with, the, with, the, with the music, my brother. Uh, yeah, so uh, you, you're guitarist. Can, I explain, can you explain to my listeners like the sound, what type of sound, what type of like, um, I don't want to call it the genre because that's uh,
1: know,
0: what type yeah, of mainly,
1: mainly because yeah, mainly, even my music doesn't, doesn't have a genre, you know, you yeah, can yeah, yeah, yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but, but my main end goal is to find a form or a place where we can mutually meet with the audience, you know much more on uh, on a spiritual and enlightenment level, you know. It's more like finding oneself through the energy of music more than focusing on the song or the actual genre itself, you know. But in general, pushing the agenda of why are we making music, why... What is this music thing serving as a purpose? You know why are we using it as a tool for certain instances? So yeah, I generally don't have a genre, uh, but to give people much more of a better direction, I would say, I uh, would say I'm a, a, urban folk guitarist, or urban folk musician. You know. Of which I focus on encompassing both our uh, indigenous forms of uh, knowledge through our music, and also being a young person, you know, living in this time and era, you know. So we have to have some form of a balance, you know. So yeah, my music is mainly based around that, you know, energy feel. Yeah, yeah man. Um, it's interesting. Are you framing that, like, um, you
0: know, are you are you your music? Um, it's sort of like um like life is happening and your music is kind of adapting yeah. to that and sort of like allowing you to that, to, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Tap into something. Yeah, man, let's yeah, just true just let explain a little bit of, of, about that, man, because I that's actually quite a uh, a lot of artists from across a lot of genres are using a similar thing where you know as you're saying they are like they art to yeah, adapt to society. So let's explain a little bit like what is it. You know,
1: that you that like, you like units are there too and you know we didn't pick it for uh look basically I mean coming from a, a township, you know, obviously our dynamics are different, you know. It's only mainly like uh inspiration of a day-to-day liberty, you know. People going to work, people returning from work, kids playing in the streets, you know. Uh, Just the energy feel of the township, you know, the township Lingo, how how people adapt to life, how other people move into the location, you know, from other various places from outside of Johannesburg, you know, because yeah, that's a whole culture, you know, uh, vibe going on there of its own existence, you know. So I feel a lot from that in most cases because being a musician, I can't neglect my surroundings, you know. I can only speak of or express of my current time or what I'm, what's going on at the present moment around my surroundings. You know?
0: Um, you said you said there, like um, I know, from, you know parts of the world, so there's people from all over the, from the, the, the continent, you know. So uh, what, yeah. type of, what type of sounds, um, musical influences you, did you grow up to and are did they sort of like shape? Uh. Um,
1: um. you know? Musical influences mainly have been like uh, your music from the Shanghai people from the north of uh, Johannesburg, you know, also influenced from the people from Malawi because we uh, largely, Johannesburg City was built uh, on laborers who we were from Malawi and Mozambique most, in most cases. So it became part of the major also influential sounds. Uh, beyond Kwaito, you know, and beyond other musical elements which exist in the township, you know, but mainly it's your sons from Malawi and uh, northern of uh, Johannesburg, you know, yeah. Yeah, man.
0: Um, Actually, (laughs) Um. I know that um, to all my, you know, to all the listeners in this channel, um, I think I I think we kind of spoke about um, South Africa's various uh, music and art genres. You know, that yeah, and art,
1: you
0: yeah, a, advanced, the yeah. Quiteo was one. I mean, we actually didn't speak a lot about Quiteo one year, uh, which is a genre of music yeah. that is very no, is, is very nostalgic for me as well because I think I feel like <laughs> it sort of died out um, in the I would say the the, the Well, early 2000s, a I don't hear any quite now. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: did that music shape you in any way? Did it? uh, Did the culture, the culture, shape the way you think, the way you?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It did, did, yeah, and played a very huge role, you know, because uh, I was born in the nineties. You know, yes. I'm still younger. Yes, Yes, I was pointing yeah, around that era yeah, when Kwaito was the main freedom sound, you know, especially in liberation of our country, you know. And also it was a sound for the youth, you know, where they could express themselves of how they feel of their political situations, how they feel of their uh, surroundings in their townships. So, yes, I was largely influenced by the, the sound of Kwaito because it's what we grew up on as our local radio uh, music being played around, you know, it was mainly one of our main languages, musically, which we had around the township at that time. So, yeah, I've got a very huge influence of Kwaito streetwise and you know, all of that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Kwaito um, also has, you know, just like what we call it, many little with elements in it as well, and uh, still, yeah. Scampo and it was one of it.
1: Yeah, uh, Scampo, yeah, sure.
0: Street fashion, uh, the way it is. I yeah. know that <laughs> to the I know in the early 90s, fuck uh, yeah, mid 90s, I was to jam, bro, I was to jam a lot, um, especially the dance. That's yeah. <laughs> funny because <laughs> at all, I don't, I, yeah. I, I don't remember the last time I did dance. If I did, I was probably drunk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah it was it was a real it, 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 it was actually interesting how it shaped um current trends that we have today um and yeah, one of the yeah
1: um,
0: i don't really want to go there but big the corporation um uh, took complete advantage of street culture south africa is all now fucking monetized to death and it's all um, anyway that I I I just think capitalism sucked and took the all all the um uh, the creativity and what's beautiful about it and just made it into I'm a piano, but I kinda wanna get the um I think your um your uh sound is off. Yeah. Yeah
1: I'm here um, because there are people speaking behind hands I muted. All right. All right, it's right. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um yeah, man, also like you know. I actually am going somewhere with like with like a different like with all these influences um, um um around the township because we are living in a mm. get to that okay, um you're saying with all of that with, with the with the differences of of coming from Malawi uh, different parts of the continent um, and the street and kwato yeah. um, and, and, and I'm sure I'm sure there could be you in there somewhere as well um like you say. Um, uh, your music, your music is sort of fitting up or, or, or rather, um, you know, makes sense of this great. Can you just explain to us, um, a little bit of more about your music journey? So, um, you know, where did it start?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, with my music journey, I started around when I was like 13 years old. But it wasn't really that much of a serious thing because I was still at school at that time, you know. Uh, But around 2002, that's when I started getting serious about music. Uh, I never worked in my life. So I studied uh, a bit of guitar. Then I left it. Then I went into musical production, producing beats and stuff like that. Uh, and then as I grew older, then I started joining bands, you know, around the city. So ever since that time, I have been, you know, practicing music. You know, I've never worked any corporate job. I've never worked any form of job except making art, you know. So, yeah, that's how it has been. I'm a self-taught guitarist, you know, uh, and yeah, in many other fields, I'm a self-taught. What
0: bands? What so, bands. So, yeah
1: that's my uh, partly Uh, i played for uh, skin to soul i've played for seas of light i've played for love glory i've played for bcuc currently i'm working with my personal ensemble eben village you know so i've been a session artist actually for the longest of time playing for many other Various artists around your work, you know. So, yeah, I spend most of the time being a session artist, you know. But, yeah, I did uh, dwell into a few bands quite stable for the longest of time. Yeah. Hence, I'm still doing what I'm doing now. Just to just look
0: at some of our lessons, explain to us what is a session. Did you get
1: that? Uh, can you repeat that again? Okay? No, no, uh, no, no. Yeah, just for my, my
0: listeners,
1: man. Um, what is a session musician? How a session musician... Oh, a session, uh, a session musician could be playing any other instrument, but their main job would be picking instrumentalists for other artists who need that particular service of an instrument. You know, if you're playing piano, you could be a session artist and play for every artist that needs a pianist in the band, you know. Meaning mainly you don't belong to any particular band, but you are like a freelancer. Yeah, to put it in a better way. Yeah. You are a yeah. freelance artist, you know, or instrumental player. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's interesting. I was also I wanted to sort of just ask a follow-up question on that. So um how would um let's say a Sens like DC you see how would they? Um, do they? Or rather, how do you? How do you know you must consider sort of audition for a band like that? Does a band like that does a band have a specific sound and a specific musician? And they call out to artists as the artist. It, it, it
1: works. It works different for different genres. At the end of the day, you know, because gospel guys have got their own way of dealing with their artists, you know, and also. Uh, in my case, I get more approached, you know, I never go out to audition and stuff like that. It's people who really like what I do and they feel that yeah, my sound will be relevant for their sound. So that's how I would get most gigs, you know. But depending on the form of genre you're into, it has different ways and systems of each functions. You know? yeah,
0: yeah, it's yeah, different yeah.
1: from theater, you know. We yeah we, we yeah we don't generally uh, audition, but yeah, it's like a recommendation type of of a vibe.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So so it's yeah yeah,
0: yeah okay. Um, moving forward, man. So um, pretty three, three big now. Like um, you know we had COVID and all that, and um, um
1: yeah.
0: One of, um uh, one of the one of the bread and butter. Um I guess things for, for musicians was live was live performances. Yeah, in South Africa. Um oh man, I don't think they taken a dub but I don't think the numbers are splashes, it was pre-pandemic. Um yeah, true. What was it about, about COVID? Um or other let's start there because I wanna because I wanna move into um the Muzurki sessions and and, 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 and so yeah, forth. Yeah sort of opposite but it's um but you know just how did um I guess how did how did, how did COVID affect you as a musician like
1: and other bands that you know okay, so uh, like, uh, I mean, uh you know, in, in terms of COVID you? uh in terms of COVID uh it was a different case for me you know fortunately uh in a case that yeah, I did suffer the depression of restriction in terms of travel, but in terms of income, it wasn't in bad that much because we had just released our first debut album. Band. So we are already getting or had some saved up earnings from our previous performances and also money coming in from royalties you know so financially wise i was quite stable during the covid e- uh, era it was only after because now the movement of live shows wasn't picking up in time everything was quite slow that's when i started feeling you know that okay now there's no money you know but during covid yeah i was yeah feeling quite okay because, yeah, I had uh, some savings from our past performances and also royalties coming in. So, financially, it wasn't bad. But in terms of restriction of moving around, and going to, to perform, I mean, that's what we used to, you know. So, yeah, I did, yeah, yeah that was the main of I... challenge of traveling, than. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah,
0: actually... That was
1: the main challenge. Yeah, yeah Philippe, sorry. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I was done, yeah, but I was in that was the main challenge of traveling, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. it's yeah. that thing that, um, that I want to that I want to sort of work up to you is that, um, is the is the is, is the lack of live shows. So, 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 I mean, before there was there was nothing like over, um, before, so there was, no yeah, need for anybody to think of, like, hey, shit, you can't, we can't go jamming, but like, but like, yeah. since then, sort of got squeezed, um. Like other bands now, I'm not talking of yourself, you know, because we get to that. How do you, you yeah. know, I mean, how do you think they adapted? Um, how do you think they, yeah? Um, what type of, how do they adapt? What type of, how are they thinking and so forth? And what I mean thinking, I mean like how are they, like, you know, yeah, adapting? I think you get what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh yo, but that's a difficult one, you know uh because i mean even in the industry even in the performance uh, performance art spaces like uh like your festivals your clubs your pubs and stuff like that you know i mean uh those are the avenues which i mean artists are guarantee of that they're gonna have bread on the table you know beyond um, having recordings you know so yeah it was it's a quite a difficult shaky one because once we can't access stages of which, which is our offices, you know, I mean, it's a huge frustration, you know, and uh, talking for also like there are many acts or bands which don't have uh, record labels who are just running independently you know and and without any form of relief fund it can be quite frustrating you know to be an artist you know like we also experienced lots of artists selling their equipment like during covid it was the yeah like it was shocking to see most artists selling their guitars selling their instruments because they needed money and there was no form of generating money and also they needed to live and pay rent so you you decide to keep your guitar or sell it so that you can have a place to stay you know, because either way there aren't any gigs happening around you know, so yeah, it was quite a bit frustra- frustrating but yeah, we're slowly trying to pick up because we understand we are born for this you know, so we will overcome somehow you know? yeah man, that's actually yeah,
0: Fuck, man. Um,
1: you
0: know, it's never nice to hear stuff like that um, at all, um, I sort of wanted to pick up on that. Yeah. Your,
1: um,
0: and bear with me, Yana. So if you take, um, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: If you take urban village, they've got a yeah. large following, right? They've got uh, music yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they've got CDs, you know, albums and so forth. Um, and um, in and they have and they have a um, you know they have a they have a following. It's not like it's just it's just access to the music that there's now. Yeah. Sort of sort of just like messed up. So isn't there isn't there any isn't there any musicians or don't you or isn't there anybody else that is um because what you did basically what I'm trying to say is that is what you did was that you looked at your surroundings, you found out that you do have the following, mm-hmm. you do have all of these people. Uh, uh uh you know, yeah. we go on to a novel, we can on to shows in Utah and so forth. Um, and you started to jam in your backyard, yeah. which is which is the most practical, yeah. which is which is so practical. almost like it was in everybody's face, but nobody really. Are other musicians taking other musicians looking to do the same thing? Sort of. Um,
1: uh, imagine how they do shows. Yeah yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, actually, now it's quite a common thing that's happening around. You know. Because even venues are not yet willing to open fully for us, you know. So backyard sessions is the only way we could sustain because you are guaranteed of your few people coming there. You are guaranteed of a certain support and you are guaranteed of a brand that you are pushing is going to get somewhere at the end of the day. I'm going to a club which was a few years back COVID-restricted Even going out there, people, they don't come out in large numbers as they used to because now they're used to staying at home and doing stuff like that, you know. So what we saw is that rather compile a similar situation for them where we can make uh, events in enclosed, like, backyard spaces, you know, because then people still feel, uh, how do they call this, Uh, they still feel uh, cozy in one spot, you know, they don't feel over too crowded because COVID has taught us not to gather in crowds, even though we know we have seemingly passed through that point. But it's still in our conscious that, you know, we can't gather in crowds, you know, so it's not so we don't go out as we do anymore. But providing a space for a uh, suitable uh, enough space for artists to showcase their stuff, you know, that's I mean, that's what we need. We just need a, spa- a space. You know, the stage can be anything at the end of the day, you know. So tell us a little bit about the Mužurki so, um,
0: sessions. Like, how um, yes. did about uh, what I, you know about,
1: you know, I did what the art is the okay. stage and so forth? Uh, uh, okay, uh, basically uh, Mužurki de Populare, meaning uh, the population of Soweto. You know, so the name Muzurki uh, was a nickname of the founder of Soweto, you know, Uh, which was uh, Alfred Timpanza, you know, so like the guy that... Uh, started giving out uh, all the houses to the people for them to dwell or give them space as a settlement to, to dwell. His nickname was uh, muzurki you know so muzurki, the popular meaning the population of uh, muzurki technically you know so but uh, that specifically focuses on like uh, a more of a social uh, like networking session. Uh, focused on like a uh, strictly vinyl, like record player. We strictly play vinyls, which are LPs records. Yeah, but Muzurki is a concept uh, housed under a run a, 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 a creative hub called House of Kumba. House of Kumba means House of Creativity. Kumba means creativity in Swahili. So basically, it's House of uh, Creativity, which is a, crea- a creative hub which houses uh, artists together there and share knowledge beyond performances, you know. There's a lot that we missing as artists and uh, simple things like how to draft a proposal to apply for a festival, how to draft a proposal for applying for funding, how do you draft a profile, a biography, you know, stuff like this. Uh, how does a... pro? Because, like... We lack in like stuff like photo shoots, you know, like in uh, building our profiles, you know. So House of Kumba is merely a space for us to exercise that right of art of how do we now make our paperwork be professional as our artwork on stage, you know. So yeah, basically, yeah, House of Kumba, yeah, it's a creative hub for, for focusing on that, and Muzurki, the popular, is just the session of entertainment when we are chilling at the House of Kumba, you know. Yeah. Outside I of thing Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. I didn't get that. Please repeat. Oh no no no! I
0: was not asking. You that. I, I, I thought you were still finishing um a point there. But I was gonna say I think like playing vinyls I know I remember Ashley's oh, almost so close to ten years, just ridiculous our time flies. probably less than that. Um in Maboneng, yeah. There was, on Sundays there was um there was that one place that used to um I think it was a Sunday. Uh they used to play vinyl yeah. and also trade and sell. Um it was like interesting, I like, guess whole Yeah, <laughs>
1: His vinyl yeah vinyl lifestyle I think yeah yeah so
0: is it um so do you so do you um is it just uh, do you just um is it like with hip-hop you play it on all time tables and you keep switching or, or how does, yeah how, how does it how
1: how does it like it, it, it depending on the DJ you know because we allow a vast music you know a variety to be played because we are open-minded people and we are all there to learn from each other, you know. So if you play hip-hop, you come with your vinyls, you do your hip-hop, your own style. If you play jazz, you come with your jazz vinyls, you know, you just present your music to us and we all learn from that. You know, there's nothing specific or maybe it's just a house vinyl music session or it's just a deep house. No, all forms of music are allowed, you know.
0: All forms of music
1: are allowed, but Yeah.
0: Um, so um, we
1: grew to a bit of everything.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, um, I guess, I guess, just for the fact that uh, you know, like, like, like vinyls as a little subculture, um, I'm there. Yeah. And, um, if memory serves me, um, I know that vinyls, in terms of uh, uh, units, I think it's long outsold CDs. This is A couple of years now. Um, and it's starting to yeah. Um, uh, streaming, I, I, I know there's also more. So, so musicians sell, uh, uh, you know, uh, vinyl. Yeah. Versus, you know, the royalties are much more. Um, um, and um, yeah, it's interesting how you know. I think the the more things change, the more they stay the same. And how uh, uh, things, yeah, <laughs> so, um, sure. Um, yeah, vinyl yeah. is also something that's also kind of close to me. Um, I don't actually have a vinyl player, but um, there's a there's a, there's a lot about it, man is that um sound um is that type of a static is type of ex- uh, sound that, Yeah um, that, yeah it's, it, it, it's 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 actually dust
1: engraved in the grooves of their tracks you know yeah it's dust yeah, yeah but dust, dust, it's dust, like you know.
0: from, like to like any jazz album the dollar brands albums uh from like uh, yeah. from, like long time back um it almost feels as if that sound was actually part of the actual recording sound um and yeah sure nuances like that that person behind, like um this is just just another follow question on the vinyls too um do you guys um uh, i was trade uh do you guys uh buy and sell vinyls there as well is that something that you guys encourage
1: yeah <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, sure we, we do because we can't have a culture if we don't exchange you know so there needs to be some form of exchange whether it's just uh, swapping vinyls or whether it's selling or buying other vinyls you know so for the culture to be alive we need to be have a certain form of exchange so it does also happen financially and also gift wise, give to in terms form of gifting or swapping yeah that's
0: interesting man. um just one last question on the vinyls um yeah. as a as a contemporary musician um if you're gonna cut a yeah. new album or new
1: project do you print it on vinyl as well or um or guys yeah. uh are doing that? okay uh, uh we, we were fortunate uh with our record label uh, which we signed under S seven village uh no format that they printed vinyls uh, out of our debut album you know so it's yeah we do have vinyls they are printed of the current music but uh it's a form of uh, an expensive like way to print vinyls because we don't have any pressing plants in anywhere in Africa, you know really? they're all overseas uh, yeah, yeah, and they are all they are all of them they are overseas, so it's quite uh taxing you know. Yeah, to do stuff abroad and ship stuff this, uh, this side, you know. So hence, I was saying uh, we were fortunate that our record label uh, put that in our package. So we do have both a, a CD and a vinyl format and all digital platforms. You can find our music. That's interesting. I never
0: knew that um, about the no printing, you know, on, 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 on the continent. Um, then, yeah. oh, wow, that's actually that's actually unbelievable. Um, yeah, uh, that's just unbelievable. Uh 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 there's, there's you know just one the thinking. there's a few more things I actually want actually wanna find out um, about that. Um yeah. so I'll do it on my own like um, like like the commerce. Um because also like you know, there's no more CD shops anymore. So so if somebody wants to yeah. buy you know, is it is it you buy it strictly online or, or is there actual physical shops? Uh,
1: okay, uh there are actual physical shops. There are actually physical shops available, and you can also buy online. And also, as I explained, also we still have that culture of selling to each other what we have, or swapping or exchanging what we have. So there's quite ways uh, we different ways we're trying to use to spread. Is the vinyl around so that the, the culture doesn't die? You know, because we believe in value of music more than you know how how it sounds. We believe in the value. You know, that's actually you know, of, of music more than anything. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, yeah. I, I I I hear you. I hear you. I hear you completely. Um, you know, this is a little bulb that is playing off in the back of my mind. Yeah, I made a little note here, and now I'm excited, and I want. <laughs> I'm <laughs> excited that <makes laughs> light, exactly. As I said this little bulb that's flashing more. Um, uh, yeah, um, but um, let's just wrap up this session, yeah. Um, all right, then cool, then we, yeah. We can, we can talk about um, 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 more
1: like current, um, I guess, trends. There's one or two stuff, yeah, now. yeah, okay, yeah. Um, no, it's um, cool, then yeah, we can, uh, yeah, I'm willing to have a uh, episode 103. Hopefully, sometime soon, we carry on the conversation. Even just speak about vinyl and the culture and other, because there's a lot to catch up on. That is, know. that is, that is. Yeah. Also, um, we to
0: talk about the commerce uh, because we don't know you know yeah. Because we artists here, who want to, we want, we want people to get paid. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's wrap up the session. Yeah. I will pick up, okay. up the conversation. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna all that. I yeah. Oh Um, and we are back. Um, you guys can see I'm on my own. Um, had to dash somewhere. Um, anyway, um, I did think that the whole um, conversation around uh, around vinyls and the vinyl culture is actually rather interesting. Um, and also the whole thing of those back um those backdoor sessions are really really interesting, which is something that uh, excuse me. You know, which is something that I've been experimenting with, uh, 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 along with Cesar and Corsi as well. Uh, I think there's really value into it. It's also I'm also really interested in how uh, live performances has um, has has, has a sort of shaped or, or, or you know has moved uh, post pandemic, and um, and I'm also very interested in how, how technology has got a major role to play, um, and that's more to do with Gallery 360 Africa because. You know, we are working on building that platform where where artists and musicians can um, can you know broadcast their uh, their shows to a paying audience, you know, by using VR um, virtual reality and well AR first, and probably moving to virtual reality a bit later. Um, I just think that is a very 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 interesting uh, conversation and a very interesting movement that is currently happening. And um, I was also I was also really also, what um, what came out is um is how uh, uh uh you know you know if you know um if you're not based in South Africa uh uh, uh um, you know most of our townships are are, are not really go to areas uh, uh for for, for live uh, you know, you know for, for art and so forth because the art and, 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 and live music and so forth are usually in the CBDs in, in the CBD or you know in in the more affluent areas. But the fact that um, these sort of backdoor sessions now sort of reimagine and open up spaces, that, that's also a, a narrative that I am I'm fascinated about. And um, I'm always looking to talk to music, uh, musicians and artists and so forth who's, who's very hip to that uh, uh, trend and it is working within it because, you know, it always reverts back to um, the Gallery of East Africa we are following this and we want to build a platform for it but okay guys um i think i'm gonna call it uh wraps for that um if you're new to this channel please like and subscribe and come to this channel um and help us grow so smash that button it should be yeah, uh, or, they, or they, they they're about um and um yeah i look forward to the african genius podcast with uncle asau kebalan uh we are recording in the next day or two um interesting stuff and um we also got a really cool um, uh, guest line up in the forthcoming few weeks or month or so. But but, but definitely look forward to that. And uh, I think that's it. Um, so everybody, one love, Catch you next week.